Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razavani for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm delighted to have with me this Tuesday evening, welterweight sensation, uh, Michael McKinson. Michael, firstly, how are we doing, mate? I'm very well. Can't complain, mate. Can't complain. Um, go on. We've just had the holiday season. Um, did you get much time to dwell into some nice food or were you strict on dieting? Um, I was, I thought this fight was going to be in January. So I was in like a, a camp before Christmas, found out a few days before Christmas that I can have a Christmas dinner. So I uh, <laughs> had a Christmas dinner, um, trained all, all through, all through the festive period and stuff. Cause obviously I knew this fight was around the corner. So gone into the new year, fresh, um, fit, and yeah, like to start camp with the fitness I've got at the moment and how I am at the moment is a bonus. So it's all good, all positive. Mike, because obviously there's a reason why I, I pinged you a message to, to catch up. Obviously, big news came out uh, last week or was it the week before? But before we talk about those big news, I just want to kind of touch on the journey so far. Uh, I know yeah. from your early days, it was tough even selling tickets, uh, yeah. let alone getting fights. But how grateful are you of the kind of the last 12 months obviously the mtk link up obviously the eddie Hearn link up you know getting yourself exposed on big shows and on big platforms yeah the last 12 months obviously i've had mtk backing me and managing me for the last three years which they've been been able to secure me some great opportunities and then obviously about if you like rewind 12 months it was just before I got the uh, call for the Chris Congo fight, not even 12 months ago. And at that time, I was frustrated and I was like really frustrated because I was beating these good opponents and I deserved to be on the big stage. So that was just 12 months ago. I was kind of begging to get on the big stage and now look where I am. So uh, trust the process, as they say. 
just I've just I've earned everything I've in in my pro career I've earned nothing's been given to me I've done it a little bit harder than most others but now it's it's finally worth it Michael you know you, you kind of got noticed more to the casual audience as as you said kind of in the last kind of 12 months what what was yeah. the route what was the game plan for you initially and, and listen I know you're a fighter and you'll jump in with Errol Spence tomorrow, right? I, I know as fighters, you want to test yourself against the best, but what was the plan? What was MTK? What was Eddie Head? What were they saying in your ear? What was the kind of the, the strategy for the next 12 to 18 months? Um, MTK up to like a year ago, it was just keep winning. You'll get your opportunity because you've got to, if I keep winning and got to a point, I kept winning and I've got a style where not many people want to fight domestically. So I was getting to the point where I, I won't, I thought I weren't going to get the opportunity on the big stage. I called out Chris Congo. I called him out and then um, got the opportunity against him. Then obviously I beat Congo in, in good fashion and um, then Matchroom signed me off the back of it. But the thing, I've got a good ranking with the WBO, so I knew there was a big fight around the corner anyway. I, I boxed on the fight camp, um, beat whoever was put in front of me, uh, Premis Lorenowski, beat him every round, I would say. Um, I think one of the judges gave gave him two rounds and like I was I was gutted with that because I thought it was a, a shutout win. Um, and yeah, I knew that was going to be a big fight because I'm very vocal in wanting big fights. It's not as if I'm like, I want the easy fights, I want the big fights, I want to test myself and I'll WBO number three, so... It, uh, it is earned, do you know what I mean? This fight is, is fully deserved. Um, I know it's a massive j- step up for me, but I'm ready for it. Virgil Ortiz, 18 fights, 18 KOs. There's not that many fighters in boxing that have knocked out every single person that they have fought. As you just mentioned, as, as you just mentioned now, it is, it is a step up. But why this step up now? Like, kind of, and the most respectful way, you've kind of been at mostly the British level, but did you feel like, you're ready. Do you feel like, listen, I don't need no warm-ups. I don't need to step up any more other than the elite level. Why not? Like, the guys I've been beating, and no disrespect disrespect for my opponents, it's been easy. Like, that last opponent had a record of 19-1, and one, coming off a few knockout wins, and it was easy. Um, I haven't really got out of second gear in my fights, even the fight last March, and... I was comfortable in there. The scorecard was a bit closer than what I see it, but it was a comfortable win. Um, so why not? Like the next step up would be like a, a former world champion or, or or somebody like that to break through to the world scene. But I'm not Conor Ben. I'm not like I wasn't going to be given one of them, was I? I have to do it the hard way, like I have done my whole career. So um, when the name Virgil Ortiz first come about. Um, I found out probably the end of November that my name was in talks to like fight him. I was hundred percent up for it, hundred percent up for it. I'm like I'm in this game to do massive, massive things, um, not just good things. I'm in this game to be great, not just good. I've, everything I've done so far has been good. I want to be great. So, um, so yeah, I, I I welcome this challenge. I know I've got a mountain to climb, but believe you me, there's nobody as uh, mentally strong as I am, nobody as confident as I am. Do you know what I mean? And I'll, I've got the style to cause absolutely anyone, anyone uh, problems in there, as the name says. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. How much of a of a challenge is, is Virgil Ortiz going to be to you on the night? Tell you what, it's how much of a challenge am I going to be for Virgil Ortiz? The, like the, the world's watching Virgil. 
the world's watching Virgil. He's tipped for amazing things. Like the the public are going to expect him to to do a job on me. Um, but you know what? <laughs> he hasn't been in the ring with anyone as fresh as I am, as confident as I am. He hasn't been in the ring with anyone with an O. Do you know what I mean? Like and. Okay, he's he's performed at a higher level than I have, granted, but he's shown vulnerabilities. In like he has, he's shown flaws and vulnerabilities. Um, I haven't. At a lower level, I haven't. So why not? Like, I've got all the chance in the world to uh, pull this off. And yeah, like, like I really do believe I can do it. Michael, what, what do you think Virgil gets from fighting someone like yourself? Obviously, you're from the UK, right? And I know your stance is Southpaw, and that could be something that he's trying to pick up and learn on because obviously a lot of those, the big boys are, are, are Southpaw out there. But what do you think he actually gets from fighting someone like yourself? I've got, he's obviously looked the top boys at, well, it's all Southpaws. And he's, is, is he linked to, he's, he's moved trainers recently as well. Um, so it could be a, a number of things. Obviously I'm handpicked. He's looked who's, who's high in the rankings, but don't cause much of a threat. Michael McKinson from the UK, only two knockouts on his record, but he's a Southpaw, so it could be a great opportunity to get that Southpaw experience in. And that's what it is, I believe. Um, I don't mind being handpicked because I'm ready to shock the world. Well, I know you're quite close with Lee Eaton and uh, Lee's always buzzing for you, but what has Lee said? What kind of advice has he given you for this fight? So Lee knew straight away that the answer would be yes. I've, I've nagged Lee a long, long time and um, I wasn't like as soon as I knew uh, that I could be fighting Virgil Ortiz. Every single day I was at him. Like I annoyed him for quite a while. And um, you know we're all confident. We're all confident. We all we're realists. We know it's a it's a um, a very tough fight. We know it, it's a mountain to climb. But I've proven people wrong before. I've proven people wrong before, and like I have made things look easy. So so yeah, that's what we know. We all know that it wouldn't be a shock for McKinson to go out there and win. It wouldn't be like a massive surprise at all. Whereas obviously a lot of the boxing world would, would think that a lot of the Americans obviously don't think I'm going to get past four rounds, but me and my team, we wouldn't have taken the fight if we didn't think we could win. Um, I'm very proud. I'm a very proud man. I've got my oath. So why would we go to the other side of the world? To, to fall over. No chance. I'm going to the other side of the world to change my life. Michael, what, what in terms of preparation? We're still nine weeks away Ooh, from, from fighting. Nine and a half weeks. Nine, nine and, and a half weeks. And, and counting. I am, to be fair, I did four weeks before Christmas because um, I thought I was fighting January 22nd originally. So I did four weeks before Christmas and it weren't till December 23rd um, I found out it was going to be March 19th. So I'd done half a training camp um, behind closed doors because no one knew about it. And then over the Christmas time, it just allowed me to have a bit of a recovery. I was I was running and I was training all over Christmas, but um, I could eat a little bit and I could, I could just refresh for a camp. So now, like, you can't argue with the fact that they haven't given me enough time. Do you know what I mean? Like, we never normally have this much time to play with. So, obviously, my dad's the boss. He's whatever he says goes in this camp. All I can do is say yes, turn up, get my job done.
In terms of going to the States, I know, I don't, I don't believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that location's been confirmed. So we're not sure if it's going to land on the East Coast or West Coast, but you, you, you plan to go out there quite early as well, just to climatise and get used to the timing, the weather, etc. Yeah, sure. Um, like I said, there's a long time to go at the moment. So um, as soon as a location's confirmed, then we can, we can like, decide what we're doing our end. Um, I've got a great team around me, like I said, so I can just do as I'm told, do as I'm told and go change my life. Michael, we know in the welterweight division, uh, internationally, Errol Spence, Terence Crawford are kind of the names that everyone talks about. Obviously, Sean Porter recently retired. Keith Thurman's back up in in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, do you feel like Virgil Ortiz, Boots, Ennis, etc., are just a category below kind of Spence Crawford, and then and then you're the one rising in those ranks above? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think until testing themselves against one of them guys, you can't. They can't call themselves that level. I know they're. They're tipped to be superstars, both of them guys. They are tipped to be superstars, um, but they haven't. Like, like Virgil, for example, he's beat Maurice Hooker, um, who's naturally smaller. Um, and obviously, me and Machine Kavalowskis, that's probably the only the biggest test he's had. And he had to, he was tested in that fight and he did show vulnerabilities in that fight. So the next level for him are the elites. But it's my job to stop him from getting there. Okay. Well, Michael, we wish you all the best in the rest of your training camp. Just before I let you go, mate, um, just touch on, obviously, the welterweight division in the UK, Conor Ben with a sensational knockout over Chris Algieri. Um, and listen, the welterweight division has always been a, a fun division in the UK. I know we've got Khan Brook happening a bit later than we all expected, but what, what, what do you make of Conor Ben's performances up to date and also him now trying to challenge for Adrian Brono? Um, Connor Ben is getting better and better and he's looking the part. Uh, I haven't really got a lot of bad words to say about him, but when you've got the likes of, like obviously Adrian Broner's a four-weight world champion, um, but he's got his issues out. He's a problem out like to himself outside of boxing, isn't he? Especially last few years. Um, so like when, when he's calling out has-beens or, or washed up, well, you wouldn't say he's washed up, but washed up fighters, I'm I'm fighting Virgil Ortiz, and that's all I've got to say about it. Do you know what I mean? So the I know since the um, since the fight's been announced with Ortiz, a lot of the uh, British boxing public have have really turned sides and and getting behind me over it. Uh, but Connor's a nice lad. He's a he's a great fighter. Um, he's getting better and better. Uh, hopefully, I like hopefully with a win over Ortiz. It pushes him slightly into a corner. But for now, I'm fully focused on March 19th. Um, the domestic division for Wildweights is is amazing. Um, I think it was like, after I beat Congo, I looked at the rankings and the top 10 in Britain, there was only two fighters that have actually fought each other in the top 10. That was me and Congo. So there, there's a lot of fights to happen to, for the domestic guys, not just me, the guys behind me, the guys around me, and hopefully they can start fighting each other. And Because um, there are some good names. There's some brilliant names domestically as, as a welterweight. Um, so there's lots of great fights to make. Mike, is that important as well? Obviously, I know, like I just mentioned, Carnbrook is happening five, six years too late. But then you, you had fights like... 
De Gael Groves. You know, it happened nice and early. They both Groves won, De Gael lost, but they both went on to achieve great things oh, and become world champions. I was there that night. I was there that night. I was I was 17 years old at the O2. I might have just turned 18. No, I was no, I was probably 16, 17. It was the O2. And uh me and my mate, we were um yeah, like it was ma- amazing for us, 16 years old, going to London to watch that show and stuff. But, but um, yeah, uh, I think that we should start fighting each other more. Like I see myself top of the pile, especially now. I'm I'm jumping to the world scene. So the people behind me domestically, you've got some great names. You've got the British champion Echo. Um, you've got Lewis Crocker coming through. Liam Taylor, he's always in great fights. You know what I mean? So Samuel Antwi. Like there's there's a great pile behind me, so um, yeah. Hopefully, as a boxing fan, like hopefully, like they can they can start fighting each other. Quick prediction, Khan Brook. I know it's it's a bit late, but it's still I'm sure everyone's still going to tune in to watch that fight. I say, I would say maybe Brook gets to him late, but wouldn't surprise me if Khan has a good lead. Like if he starts well. And then it'll just be a matter of a time before Kel gets him. And that's my opinion. Okay, well, Michael, appreciate you jumping on my man and giving me a few minutes of your time. Uh, we'll stay in touch and hopefully might even pop down to the gym closer to the time as well. Um, That'd be good, mate. Always welcome. That'd be great to have you guys down. Yeah, no, 100%, mate. All the very best and we'll catch up with you very soon. Nice one, mate. Appreciate Michael that. Wilkinson for IFL TV, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.